0: listening to the show with sam and joe this is episode 160 for september 21st 2017 this week
1: we talk about the tomb raider movie trailer a princess daisy smear campaign
0: apartment viewings seafood moving advice and pennywise and the babadook so stick around for the, the show <laughs> one two three clap
1: Ugh. Woo doggy.
0: Here we fucking are. Here we are. Here we go. Good morning. Episode sixty, y'all. Yeah. Good morning. Joe and I are recording this not at like, you know, midnight. Well, we usually, what do we usually do, like 8.30 or 9? Yeah, 8.30 or 9, which isn't too bad. Not too bad, no. But, but Joe um, has, has things going on. He's a jet setter girl, so I had to uh, pencil him in earlier yeah. in my <laughs> busy schedule of sleeping all day. <laughs> sure, so. sure.
1: Mm-hmm. This is going to be my last trip to D.C. before I move. Oh, my God. Are you, like, feeling things about that? Well, it's like, <laughs> uh, I'm mostly, I'm stressed about the move in general. Mm-hmm. Like... But we'll talk about that later, probably, because we have a question about moving.
0: We do. We have Um, a a question regarding that.
1: How are you doing? You, You
0: went on a little vacay. Did you get back yesterday? Yeah, I did. I got back yesterday. I've been a jet setter girl, and by Jet Setter Girl I mean I've been on prop planes because that's all Montana oh. can afford. Ooh. Um but no, I was on the Washington coast. I was on the I was, you know, West Coast, best coast or whatever. Every time I tell people that I'm going to the ocean, they assume that like it's the like California coast and it's gonna be warm. But no, I go to the Washington coast because my family has like a, a beach house from the nineteen fifties there that we it our the our Italian side of the family owns and we get to use once in a while and so it's very like gloomy and gray and rainy and very series of unfortunate events very baudelaire and i love it it's like miserable in the best way and so i I don't like sunny beaches you know i think it's just because that i don't like the sun i don't like because i feel like the the sunny beaches bring out a lot of people and i don't like people and like they like, I don't like swimming. Yeah. So I enjoy that. looking at the
1: water and looking at mm-hmm. being near a body of water, but I don't even, I don't want the option to be available to go in. Like, I don't yeah. want a friend to call up and be like, Hey, let's go swimming. I want to be like, like, no. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I yeah. don't even want that option. Yeah. The water was fucking freezing. I stuck my toe in it. That's about it. Um, but, yeah, no, it was super nice. I got to hang out with my parents and my sister. My sister's, like, a nurse, so she has, like, no time off. And so we all, like, had some time to go out together and hang out for, like, five days or so. And we ate lots of seafood and did a bunch of white people things, like, do puzzles. Oh, my and fucking God. I know, right? Literally, either I'm, I'm white and in an old folks home, hashtag official, um... But no, it was nice to just hang out and kind of unplug from it all. And now I'm fucking back here in my desolate hellhole in Montana. But actually, when I was gone, we had like gallons of water drain on Montana. So a lot of our forest fires are out. So it's way less smoky. Um, so I came back to that lovely thing. So I was miserable in Western Washington and I come back here and it's rainy and gray and miserable here. So I am actually a very happy camper. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited to be back, but no, I had a very wonderful time. Everything was great. Hung out with people, ate lots of seafood and fish and clams and oysters and shit like that. Do you like seafood? I remember you saying that you don't like seafood. No, it makes me sick. Like I will Mm -hmm. eat... Well,
1: but then again, I say that's the last few times I've eaten fish I've thrown out, but it was all Long John Silver. Yeah. And I was drinking the milk with it. You mm, know, that was my yeah, milk and you, fish phase. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. You know, not as, you know, not up there with my yogurt phase,
0: but mm, you know, yeah, one of my yogurt worst. Phase, Yeah, you have a lot of different phases, and I can't really <laughs> pinpoint which one's the absolute worst, but they're all pretty terrible if you kind of yeah, think about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, but, yeah, so I don't. I haven't really eaten seafood since then. I don't think I've
0: even ever had like clams or oysters. Oysters are kind of. I mean, I don't know. They really don't have much flavor. They kind of taste like salt, and they kind of they feel like a loogie in your mouth. So They're what's the appeal? Slimy. Why would you I have, eat that? Honestly, I have no idea. Oysters are not my favorite. Um, but I like clams for some reason, mainly because you usually dip them in butter, and butter oh. is delicious. What's or the you difference? Put them in, between a clam and an oyster, they look they, the. Well, I don't know if they look the same. Very not. Um, they're very similar. They're very similar. Clams are are. Uh, they're definitely related. I feel like oysters are are bigger and their shells are more jagged, and I feel like they're more slimy. Like, oh, when you I eat see. Them, I see. Cr- the clams that we were eating were like little baby clams, like little um, butter clams. I think they call it. Or I think little necks and butter clams are different, but they're like v- on the smaller variety of clams. But I like clam chowder a lot, and so that's kind of why I really like clam. But we had like fish and chips, and we bought some crabs and we cooked them up. It was very delicious, very white, um, but it was nice. It was a very good, a very very good time. But yeah, so y- uh, we've both been trendsetter, setter, girl lately and uh i'm i'm just assuming that you are literally living inside of a cardboard box right now i'm exhausted i'm literally i'm gonna be so
1: glad when i live there and i get to film videos in dc Mm -hmm. because it's like i could do this for an extended period of time and i'm really lucky that my job lets me like work from my computer basically anywhere i want but Like, it's... I would be lying if I said this year has not taken a toll on me a little. (laughs) Oh, yeah, totally. I'm ready to be in one place for a little while. But the weird thing is, okay, Mm -hmm. so they're selling my apartment right now. They're trying to find someone else to rent it. Oh, that's right. I did a viewing of it. I've never had... Like, it's in the lease that says, like, we can do a viewing of it if you're about to move. Yeah. Like, even though you still live there. And I was like, OK. So I had to get it ready for a viewing this week. And so I left it while it was being viewed. But I, like, kind of scoped out, like, who was going to view it. Like, I waited downstairs Ooh. and they came in so I could know who was going to be in my apartment. With your newspaper and your big sunglasses. <laughs> I have my, like, Raven Simone. She always has the disguise with her, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I've totally. I've always got mm-hmm. one. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, So I scoped out who was going to be in my apartment. Because, you know, and I put my switch in my backpack, took it with me. I put like 20 bottles of all my prescription meds in mm-hmm. ba- my backpack took it out with me. I was like, I don't want people to open my medicine cabinet. Exactly. And when I came home, like I had I had positioned the bathroom door so I knew which tile I knew which angles it was on. Oh, my God. And so <laughs> you are would insane. Know. <laughs> so and I took pictures of it. And so, oh, I, my God. I, so I would know if someone was in my apartment when I came back. Mm hmm. And of course they were. And the feeling of like someone being in your apartment, a stranger when you're not there, it's just so unsettling. And now get this. I don't think this is in my lease. I don't think they can do this. I think I could refuse. They want to take photos to send renters. Yeah, they I got an email And they were like, we don't have any photos of your apartment to send potential tenants. Like, can we come in and take some? And I was like, Uh, well, I I, my first thought was, I don't want pictures of my expensive computer equipment being sent to anybody. Exactly. Now. And so I like requested. I was like, can you not take pictures of my desk area? Can you like either put a sheet over it or something? (laughs) It's a ghost. I I asked. I was like, are these going to be put online or are they just going to be sent emailed to individual people and they didn't reply to that they just mm. said we won't take pictures of your desk and i was like well i don't want pictures of my stuff online that's not in my lease i don't think you can do that right
0: that's that's uh, that's a weird request well isn't well you're in a complex right like aren't right isn't there uh isn't there another apartment that's like yeah duplicate to yours so they could have literally like, have pictures of every unit ending with my same numbers there's nine floors of this
1: place all nine floor units in my position are identical and Mm -hmm. also i saw pictures of this place before i moved in like with it blank i'm like what did you do with those pictures exactly so i don't i don't know i but they have a this lady who's showing it is new so maybe she doesn't know where the old pictures are or she doesn't Mm. have access to them but i'm like i don't So she's she's coming in while I'm in D.C. And I was like,
0: I'm not cleaning it again. So you can deal with that if you want. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's weird. Like, is there not? Yeah. I feel like that's definitely on them in that situation because I feel like they should have that shit like taken pictures of of like if if not your exact apartment one that is literally exactly the same in the building that was vacant at one time cuz i feel like that's what people do like i feel like that's when you look at apartments online like the one like in a complex They're or like even even hotel rooms, they're, they're A, the pictures of them are empty. Like, I've, I don't think I've ever seen, like, an apartment viewing or even a hotel room online that, like, had someone's shit in it. And then, B, like, there's always a thing in it being like, this isn't the exact room, but the room is this. It's just on a different floor. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen that before. Yeah. And so I feel like that it's very odd for them to be taking pictures inside of your apartment that is still fully furnished with all your shit in it. See, I talked to some people
1: about it, and they mm-hmm. were like...
0: They acted like it was normal,
1: like this thing happens sometimes. But like, so I didn't know if it was just like me being too private of a person or Mm -hmm. what the situation is. But just in case they take pictures of my desk and stuff, I'm like going to drape towels over everything before I leave. Like
0: Like it's a fucking viewing for a corpse. Exactly. My computer is just going to be the corpse. It's so funny because, like, you were describing it as a viewing, and like the first thing that came to mind is like, "Oh wow, like it's an actual funeral for your goddamn apartment."
1: <laughs> oh my god, it kind of is. That's um, so if sad. you really think
0: about it, it's like a metaphor for your life.
1: <laughs> it's like a metaphor for dying. the old
0: Joe. Oh my god, the old, the old Joseph. R.I.P. Didn't the old Joe die with your personal channel? The old single Joe. Yeah, uh, the old. Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, we could say the old depressed Joe, I guess. Hmm. Well, I've never really been depressed
0: in this apartment, but. I mean that's a that's a good thing to think about. Good memories yeah, in that apartment. That is that's a good thing to think about. Good thing to are, think about. I know that we're we're going to talk about like moving tactics later on with the question mm-hmm. that comes up at the end of the podcast. But just in general, are you excited to be moving to DC in particular? I am, but
1: this is the first move I'm doing where I don't have any help. Like, ooh, okay, yeah. Basically, what I'm going to be doing. Is on a Friday, I'm going to be waking up at, like, 7 a.m., picking up a minivan, loading the entire thing by myself, driving halfway to D.C., spending the night somewhere, and then driving the rest of the way the next day. We have to unload in, like, two or three hours and then drop the van back off.
0: Oh, my God. That is, like, such a an adult thing to you for you to be doing. Like, I like know. when I think of, like, I'm an adult, I think of people in moving vans. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, fucking Toy Story style.
1: Yeah. It is, like it's it's getting to be stressful because I'm like, what can I lift and what can I not lift mm-hmm. I don't really have any people I know who can help me here yeah, and then it's like um the furniture like yeah. I have to sell and give away a lot of it and I don't really like i if I can't or if I can't get rid of it somehow I don't know how I'm gonna move it like it's right it's too heavy for me I guess i'll I don't know what I'll have to do I have mm-hmm. no idea, but it's I would say this is um the most like stressful move I've done in my mind but well
0: it's it's, it's it sounds been. like because you just you don't have any help and you have a lot of shit and you're moving yeah. like literally across the goddamn country yeah i'm trying to uh like i fly southwest when i go to dc
1: and they allow two checked bags for free mm-hmm. so um i'm trying to take a lot of shit beforehand a lot of oh clothes and shit but there's still going to be a lot to move
0: computer stuff is heavy yeah that shit is heavy and you have like yeah. a you know a beast of a gaming computer
1: yeah and so i need to like when i moved it from arkansas to chicago we treated it like the fucking ark of the covenant
0: yeah literally that's what i would treat my computer and all my technology i was like i don't care about my bed i don't care about my clothes it's all about my computer (laughs) literally we like packed it in this nice like um what are
1: those like rubber, those big Rubbermaid things like put towels all around it. And like oh two God. people carried it at all times on like each <laughs> end. Oh Even when we, we stayed overnight at a hotel on the way up here and we took it into the room. Cause I was like, I'm not leaving it in the car overnight. Oh my, it cannot be alone. It cannot be alone. <laughs> like treated that shit better than I treat most of my friends, you know? Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, <laughs> exactly. Well, it makes sense. Cause it is your only friend. It's that's still my around. best, my best friend. It is honestly Oh my god I'm just so excited for you You're like literally such a
1: goddamn adult It's crazy I know I didn't ask for this I didn't didn't ask ask to grow up You didn't ask to be loved Speaking of friends Who? Exactly Have you heard (laughs) the latest smear campaign From my best friend Daisy
0: Princess Daisy Oh I thought you were going to say something about Friends the TV show That like everyone thinks is like still super good But it's actually really sexist It's okay Yeah well, it's mm. like races mostly. Also, that yeah. Okay. Also, anyways, what, Daisy. Um,
1: there's been a smear campaign about her on Twitter lately. And you are Daisy's lawyer. So. I'm basically. I have me and my Furbies are on the case.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm.
1: a picture has been circulating uh, from like a Mario Golf or something of Princess Daisy getting ready to hit. Swing her golf club and Toad is underneath it. Toad the character. I've seen that. And people, it was presented as official art. People were saying it's official art. People thought that was real. People thought it was real. They said it was Nintendo's official artwork. And it's (laughs) not. It's basically not. not. And the real
0: artwork is Daisy hitting a golf ball, not hitting Hmm. another humanoid. Hmm, hmm, The real official art is Daisy hitting a golf ball in a golf game. I never would have thought. I
1: know. So anyway, I've been trying to bring justice to it mm-hmm. by using the hashtag, hashtag justice for Daisy. Mm-hmm. With and the real no photo. no one's using. Sure. Nobody. <laughs> if, you, if you search for that hashtag, it'll be four of me, four of my mm-hmm. tweets. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, but Just letting everybody know to be on mm-hmm. the lookout for fake news. Hashtag wow. fake
0: news about <laughs> Princess Daisy. Wow. Well, sexism is rampant in the Nintendo community because <laughs> someone is photoshopping horrific images well, of Daisy being abusive towards the toads. Sexism is rampant
1: in Nintendo in general. That's true. You are in, not wrong. In general, mente,
0: you know? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So just wanted everyone to know. That. Well, thank, thank you for that PSA. I really appreciate yeah. it. Of um, course. When did you start being such a Daisy stan? Because you, you're playing Daisy all the goddamn time in Mario Kart. Like, has this always been a thing for you? Or did she just, like, speak to you at an emotional level recently? She just clicks with
1: me. It's been mm-hmm. in most games that she's in, but... Since I don't play Nintendo on my channel, like, mainly, Mm. it never has come up until this Mario Kart Let's Play. But, you know, Princess Daisy's just where it at. I got an Amiibo this week. Oh! Oh, Target is stocked full of Princess Daisy Amiibos, let me tell you. It sounds like that no one wants her. It sounds like it. Or... Mm. They have to keep restocking
0: her because oh, she keeps getting sold out. Glass sure. half empty, I glass know, half you know.
1: full. Turn it around, spit yeah, script, turn flip it around, girl. I'm just um, assuming you're
0: gonna use all of your hard-earned YouTube cash to just like buy all, out all the Daisy, uh, oh those There's no, there's
1: no YouTube cash. <laughs>
2: Mm. (laughs) Yeah, honey
1: nintendo doesn't let me get that when i'm playing their games they that's true they cut you off they don't
0: give you any of that revenue no they they hate all content creators
1: well uh i will say there's only one daisy amiibo and there's like a bajillion princess peach and also the daisy amiibo doesn't work with any games (laughs) (laughs) like you can Mm. use it with zelda what like get you know you can use any amiibo with the new zelda game with zelda breath of the wild and you get like i feel like it
0: just gives you random items you just
1: get like apples or something some shit wow you know apples apples great i would like princess daisy support for mario kart 8 deluxe because there's Mm -hmm. not any there's one for every other character Mm. so get on it nintendo
0: I feel like you need to send uh, an official support message to 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 Nintendo. I'm starting to have a stroke live Mm, on air. Um, You need to send an official support ticket to Nintendo and be like, hey, this is discrimination against Daisy and I and my Furbies are going to sue you. So please insert support for Daisy and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe.
1: You know, I might get somewhere with a nicer letter because... (laughs)
0: <laughs> but why be nice to Nintendo,
1: honestly? Well, I do enjoy my Switch, as mm-hmm. strange as that is. But uh, there aren't they kind of known for like, like if you hand write a letter to them, a lot of the times they'll reply or like really? something. Yeah, I've seen a few instances on obviously Reddit where like mm-hmm. people will write about a character or something like that. And uh, oh, I think someone wrote about Marie or Callie or someone in the new Splatoon 2. Oh, okay. To Nintendo, and they were like, oh, we we love that character, too. You know, she's, this is her place in the game, and, you know, we we hope we did her well or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe I could write them about Princess Daisy and be like, you know, can you please kill Peach and... <laughs> you know,
0: please murder Peach and cold please. blood and replace her with her better half, Daisy. Exactly, exactly. That's all I ever wanted. You know? Well, if if that's the case, where we start getting handwritten letters replies from Nintendo, I'm gonna start sending Reggie May love letters, and I'm expecting some naughty replies back. Is that how you say his name? I have F- no idea how to say his last name. Yeah, it's May. I There's don't know. No, is there even an S in it? I think at the very end. I don't know, Reggie. I am, I, Nintendo. I only know because other people have pronounced it that way So oh, that's the only okay. reason why
1: I know he, Okay that seems right he's the May. Okay. Well he
0: used to be like the CEO of Pizza Hut Or something so he really oh. gets My gears going Let me sure. tell you Okay.
1: Yeah he's um, um He's
0: good Fucking ish <laughs> I mean, he's rich as fuck, <laughs> I mean, so that's yeah, all I really got, care about. He's got Nintendo, so, you know. Um, speaking sad. of things that are rich as fuck, did you uh, watch the Emmys at all over the past couple days? Or whatever? No,
1: I looked up pictures of Anna Faris because I like her, and that's Ooh. it. That's all I know. And then... I think
0: I heard some of the people who won and that was it. Did you watch them? I didn't watch because I was in, I was on the West Coast and we didn't have cable, but uh, my my friends were watching and it it seemed like that Handmaid's Tale won a bunch of stuff. And then I I think Sean Spicer was there for some reason. I heard about that. That's, yeah, it stirred some sort of controversy because he was like, it's it's like why someone who was like blatantly lying for the president of the United States like being celebrated on national television. I don't know, a hashtag white people things. I'm just not even gonna question it because I didn't even watch it. But no, I, 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 I just, it's award season once again. And it's one of those things where I feel like that I only hear about these award shows when they're happening. Like I'm just not, I'm not plugged in to the Emmys or like the Tonys or the Oscars. Or whatever. Like, I just, I never, I, I never like. It's like I block them out internally when I hear about them, and then it's only the day of when it's airing. Where I'm just like, oh, it's the Emmys today, so it's like whatever. I, I'm glad *Handmaid's Tale* won a bunch of stuff because I really enjoyed *The Handmaid's Tale*, and I'm excited that they're gonna have a season two. Um, and like a bunch of people looked really pretty. I saw some pictures, but otherwise, like, do people really care about the Emmys? Like, I don't. I don't, I don't know. I don't know.
1: Like, I'm the same way. I'd never know the award shows are happening until I see people tweeting about it.
0: And then I'm like, well, oh, there's, like, I, I feel like happening. the gays live for award shows, especially the Tony's because the gays love w- w- uh, musicals. Is that what the Tony's is for? I'm a bad gay. It's I don't like, like, like musicals. Shows, is it- Broadway. Is it Broadway? I don't know. It's like that type of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So so every time I, I see like my fellow homosexuals like tweeting about the Emmys or the Oscars or the Tonys, I'm just like, I'm just like left out. I just, I don't, I don't give half a shit about giving Hollywood people and actors more praise, wow. I guess. You're so quirky and different. I am so quirky and different and like You're way. You're just like against the
1: grain, you know? I'm just so against a the grain. A trendsetter, a path driver what's the mm-hmm. word i'm looking for trailblazer trail path, <laughs> pathfinder finder what was that that's in some like ya book isn't it the pathfinder really? oh no that's in the new uh what's that new fucking game that tanked you go uh, into space oh oh god uh Aqua no man's sky no 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 no. the new it's like the fourth in a series oh mass effect mass was it the new is mass effect andromeda yeah, There's someone called a one. Pathfinder, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah,
0: I don't I don't you know. Uh, I I tune into Aqua Streams. Um we have a friend named Aqua maybe. Shout out to Aqua if you're listening to this. He he's been playing um Mass Effect Andromeda yeah. uh, on, on Twitch. And I only tune in because uh, every time I see it, it's either Aqua shooting someone or he's trying to fuck an alien. Sure. And I'm just like, honestly, like that's how you play the game, y'all. That's, like, that's Aqua how you, for you. Yeah, TBQH. You just tra- TBQH. You just, you're, a, you're a hot beefcake and you're trying to fuck another male alien. God bless you, Aqua. <laughs> someone has to be the slut of the group, and, and I you sure mean, are.
1: I like... I don't know. I like it when... LGBT people are like unapologetically sexually charged or like yes. sexually sexually verbal in mm-hmm. public I don't know because it's just like we're kind of told by society to like you know like we know you're gay but don't talk about it right don't talk about it don't talk we don't want to hear about like what you do mm-hmm. but like yeah. where you put your penis or where you take the penis or you mm-hmm. know so what it's, you it's call it's the nice. penis what you
0: call the penis what you tell your penis
1: yeah
0: what do you call the penis <laughs> now i'm curious about what uh, i whis- uh, <laughs> whisper it not. no no no. <laughs> but no i totally agree with you it, de- <laughs> it definitely it definitely depends on the context because i feel like that i'm not that type of person even though i've said horribly ex- sexually explicit things in the podcast in real life i'm not the sort of person that's very sexually charged like in my day-to-day life Maybe that's the antidepressant. I don't know. Like I'm a I'm a mid twenty year old who sh- probably should be very sexually charged, but no, it's probably all that's like not necessarily deferred. true. You know. I guess you're right. Everyone. I, al- I always appreciate it when people like you're talking about are are very unapologetically themselves, especially when it comes to like their their sexual people are sexual human beings. It's very natural. I
1: just think yeah. we need to. I just think we need to what's the word called sexualize stigmatize no objectify more male mm. characters. Oh yeah 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 in video games. We just need to objectify them and give the gays you know. what they want. Yeah. It's nice that you can take Link's clothes off in Zelda.
0: God bless. God bless. He's definitely a twink though.
1: Yeah. There mm. are a few like character interactions with him being like naked or shirtless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, he's like, talked to villagers, and villagers like, why don't you have any goddamn clothes on? There's some, like, <laughs> fucking suggestive stuff in that game, I feel like. like, Oh, yeah. Well, it, like, borders on gay baiting, in my opinion, but mm-hmm. whatever. Speaking of, oh. have you seen, I just got done tweet storming about the new Tomb Raider trailer, Tomb
0: Raider movie trailer. You mean Tomb Raider 2013, the movie, coming out in 2018? I do mean that. Mm. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, okay, that's the end. So, okay, so I, I, I watched the trailer, um, Mm -hmm. and I, I literally like, uh, okay, I, I I didn't, I don't know, nothing about Tomb Raider. Like, you are the Tomb Raider fucking expert here, but I feel like half the scenes in that trailer looked like they were directly ripped from Tomb Raider 2013. Am I not sure?
1: One hundred percent, it seemed like they were ripped directly from the game. But what I like about the storyline. From what I can gather from this first trailer is that Laura, first of all, she's a rich bitch, just like classic Laura. She's got like a company, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um... She starts off on a mission instead of accidentally falling into one. Okay. Like in the video game, she's this naive, like, uh, I guess, graduate student, archaeology student or whatever. And she is on this expedition that's supposed to be relatively safe. But then it turns shitty. Yeah. It's but like her the, first,
0: like, adventure, right?
1: Right, right. In the movie, it looks like she finds her dad's, like, secret sh- shit And her dad's like, you got to find this secret tomb. You got to do all this cool shit Mm because this stuff is real. And she's like, oh, shit, I got to go on an adventure. And she like prepares for it. Yeah.
0: She like Like, chooses to go on it. She doesn't fall into it.
1: Right. It shows her like buying the guns and like getting ready. And you're like, yes, yes, queen. Yes. And also there's no you don't see Sam anywhere. Who? Sam was uh, the one who got kidnapped in the 2013 game. Oh, wasn't Sam the really annoying one? Really annoying. Mm-hmm. I really do not like Lara Croft's new voice actor. Really? I don't like her at all. Camille Luddington. Well, shes I'm sure she's a lovely person, but I don't think her voice is Lara Croft at all. It comes off as the way that she does it is very like it's it always has a whiny tone in it. Yeah. And I didn't get that from Alicia Vikander. I guess that's how you say her last name. Mm-hmm. Um, she seemed more like a blend of like classic Lara with new Lara. So I was like, okay, I mm-hmm. could see this working. Gotcha. So uh, I guess what I was saying of gay baiting is um, I feel like if Sam is in the movie, they need to either have it not just implied that they're like in a relationship. Like in, in Tomb Raider twenty thirteen, a lot of people shipped Lara and Sam. Yes. Because it was like, I don't know, you could see them kind of caring for each other on a on a romantic level, but it was it was lightly implied. Yeah. I feel like they either need to go for it or like not have any implications whatsoever because I don't want it to be like gay baiting. Exactly. I
0: agree with that. Either like go go all the way you stupid bitch or like don't have them don't put little hints in. Right. Don't please don't make it ambiguous because it's annoying. It's so fucking annoying. Like either go all the way or don't go at all. Yeah. I'm sick of games being like, oh, like maybe they're gay. And then it's
1: like, and then it's up up to the the player to interpret it. Right, like, we get all excited about it, and then it's like, oh, you were just, like, wanting us to buy the game as usual. Exactly. Which is fine. They should want us to buy the game, but you don't have to, like, fucking insult us to do it. Exactly. I agree. But there were tombs in it. There was Laura's mansion tomb? in it. They were. It looked a lot like Legend and Underworld, mm-hmm. which had classic Laura, which I was excited about. Because the first game had no tombs. Yeah. Like, it had those secret tombs, which were shit. They weren't tombs. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Looked a little bit Indiana
0: Jones, too. It does. It does look a little bit Indiana Jones. I was a little bit confused, though, watching the trailer because I wasn't sure if it was like taking aspects from Tomb Raider 2013 and inserting it into the movie, or if it was like a legitimate movie adaptation of the game. It looks like not. It looks like she's going to be searching for the
1: same thing and it's going to be the same enemy, but it doesn't look like a direct adaptation. OK, because I don't know. The story seems different. Yeah. Like okay. it still seems like a this is Lara Croft's first adventure, but it seems more like this is Lara Croft's first mission that she's taking on. Other than, you know, this is her first falling into shit.
0: Exactly, because what you were saying was a big difference between what you think the movie is going to be and the game is that in the game, Laura falls into this mission. And in the movie, it sounds like that she takes on this mission, which is two very different aspects. That's a a big difference between the trailer for the movie and the game. So hopefully it's good. But like like, the thing that I was referring to is like the the ship sequence when she's on like, which is the beginning of the game in 2013. Oh, like
1: the, yeah, that looks like... Like it just felt like I was playing the game when I was watching that part of the trailer and and her falling into the water in that part. And then also like on the island, Mm -hmm. her jumping
0: towards the plane, Mm -hmm. like it was just like straight up cut scenes from the game. And so, what I was thinking when I was, like, watching that part of the trailer was, like, well, if I if I wanted to replay <laughs> Tomb Raider 2013, I'd replay Tomb Raider 2013 instead of watching the movie. But so, I hope that you're right in the aspect of it. Um, I'm that,
1: hoping it's the storyline of the game with, like, the shit and the flaws cleaned up. Yes. That'd be nice. I hope they learn from that game, because I really don't like Tomb Raider 2013, the game. It revs me the wrong way in a lot of ways. And well, Rise of the Tomb is better, but it's not there for me.
0: Well, it's like, goddamn, I feel like the Tomb Raider 2013 has been like getting re-released now there's a movie like i feel like people are trying to milk tomb raider 2013 for everything that it's worth and i'm like i don't think i don't think there's much to be milked from it well and same with like rise of the tomb raider they're re-releasing it
1: again really god they thought they were going to reveal the new one which is like supposedly titled shadow of the tomb raider but Mm -hmm. instead of it they just announced that they're fucking re-releasing rise of the tomb raider again for literally the fourth time because it came out on xbox then PC, then there was like this crazy PS4 edition, and now there's another like crazy Xbox edition. Jesus Christ. And it's Christ. like, calm down. I don't want to play this game again. These graphics are already available on PC. I don't give a shit. No, I'm not going to play this on an Xbox Box X 1X box. Whatever the <laughs> fuck it's called. <laughs> Literally. Like,
0: what is it called, though? I think it's Xbox the Xbox One X. Okay. Well, Xbox One X, box One X, box One X, box, box One X, one box. <laughs> one girl, one box, one no, X. Please. Anyways, well,
1: I have hope after the trailer because the teaser, the teaser trailer, the like you know square shit that they put on like Instagram or whatever. Yeah, some that looks like a fucking budget ass TV show. And if you ever send a trailer like that again, honey, I'm done with your franchise. Okay, Joe will send a
0: cease and desist for your laugh.
1: I will. I will. Joe and his furbies are done. That one looks like a fucking. CW television <laughs> spinoff. Vamp- okay. Vampire
0: Diaries featuring Laura Croft. Literally. It uh, looked bad. Yeah, I've got some more hope after this trailer. Well, good because I I do remember you. I re- remember you being very vocal. Because <laughs> when are you not very vocal Never. about your favorite franchises? Um, after that teaser was revealed, and you were like, "What the fuck is this shit?" And so I was like, yeah. "Here we go." I guess it's not going to be good. But yeah, I mean, I guess you're you have more hope. You have something oh, to believe in again, sweaty. The poster though, did you see it? No. Is the poster bad? It is. A Photoshop fail. Ooh, uh-oh. <laughs> Let me look it up. Hold on. Tomb her Reader. neck. Okay, well, okay. Look at the poster
1: first. Just tap in Tomb Raider movie trailer or movie poster. Have uh, a look at her neck and see if you see anything out of place, such uh, as a few bones.
0: <laughs> and such as literally the
1: anything. There are um, some added
0: bones. I'm trying to Tomb
1: find Raider Tomb Raider movie poster movie. here. I get it for you. It is really, here it is. If you type it into uh, Google, it should be the first thing that comes up. I'll send this to you in Telegram. Okay, have that pulled up. Thank you. Um, So okay, so what is happening in her back? Her neck—that is not how your head looks when it is turned from the back. She kind of looks like a
0: dinosaur. She looks like e.T. is what people <laughs> have been saying, and she does.: She yeah, she does. It's like it's the skin tone and the wrinkles. It's like what is yeah, happening?: The
1: neck is so photoshopped. Like there are pictures of um you, like any red carpet. Um, picture is like usually the because the women will show, show off their gowns and stuff they'll do like mm-hmm. a back pose where they'll show the back of their gown while turning their head and looking yeah, around that's literally and this pose yeah yeah and like this is not
0: how the neck works it is no. not this long yeah this that is, that weird. length and like the gap between like the chin and the yes. the shoulder is like I feel like it's way too big
1: yeah like your chin is like touches your shoulder when you turn your head. Yeah, you exactly. Know, it does. does. Like, what are you doing? It's not like four inches above it. Yeah, like what the? F- yeah, she looks like a goddamn giraffe. It's weird. That's a bad poster. It looks like cheap. Like, you know how cosplay people will like take the pictures and then like photo the shop themselves into the game and stuff? Mm hmm. It looks like a bad version of that.
0: Ooh. Like most of the
1: time, cosplayers do really good with that shit. But this looks like a bad version of, of a, a cosplay. mediocre cosplayer photoshopping themselves into like a video game footage. Damn, you, you wrecked her. Damn, I'm wrecking girl. that poster. That's a bad poster. That Get is it ba- together.
0: Yeah, that is bad.
1: Put her with some dual pistols. That's yeah, what shit. you need. Like yeah. who
0: knew that the Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider would be the best one? Well, the first one's really
1: good. Right? Like, it's, she's pretty, she hits the nail on the head, and there's humor, and it's, I don't know, she's just, Angelina Jolie was a really good Lara Croft, and I don't Mm -hmm. think she was appreciated for that. Super well at the time. It was like the highest video game grossing movie at the time, I believe. It's a good fucking movie. It's good. The second one is a, a little bit of a hit or miss for people. I don't think I've
0: ever seen the second one.
1: Yeah, it's, sometimes it's good to pretend it doesn't exist,
0: mm, but okay. <laughs> first one is good. First nice. one is really good. I'm I'm curious if they ever like would ask Angelina Jolie to come back as Lara Croft, if she would.
1: I don't know if she... Has the same feel as she does. Not just because I think she could still play the role like that has nothing to do with age. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like she is like an action hero so much anymore. Although I did see Salt. She was in the movie called Salt where she was like a an action hero. And that was good. Ooh. So maybe she
0: could probably do it. Nice. Well, yeah. I, I guess I'll probably end up seeing this probably eventually. Opening night. I'll be there. You and all your Furbies. Me and
1: all Sold me and out.
0: and the gang. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna buy the whole theater. Oh my god! Honestly, no. well, I mean, is it is it really called buying the whole theater when it's only you and the Furbies in there? That's true.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. We all yeah, bought it I, together.
0: Um, before we move on to our favorite things, I want to mention the controversy right now between um, Duke as the gay icon and Pennywise as a gay icon um of course everyone was did you see this did you see the the shit that was shitstorm that was happening because like remember like oh like Duke's a gay icon and that meme that yeah. happened and it was like so funny for like 45 seconds and then everyone got over it and it was like let it die well, everyone's like trying to make Pennywise a gay icon. It's like there's a difference between Pennywise and Boba Duke in the sense where like the Boba Duke was like a representation of depression, which like every gay person has. Like hashtag relatable. Pennywise actually rapes children and kills them. And he like actually like went after a gay couple in it, like the novel so it's like it's different like pennywise is a like a fucking predator the babadook is just like a harmless representation of like depression like i feel like that there's a difference there harmless and, depression harmless you know, you know harmless. harmless
1: well i mean i um, mean
0: i you know what i'm you know what i'm saying
1: I would agree with it I think well I haven't seen too much about it all I've known is that people have been shipping Baba Duke and
0: Pennywise and it just feels like beating a dead horse at this point literally like let it die it was like Baba Duke being a gay icon was so funny during its time like let the meme die please God are we over this like it's it's just it's just cringy at this point just like stop. and there was like reason for that like it was
1: Netflix put Baba Duke in the LGBT T category, yeah, like that's what started the whole thing. Like there was a it's reason like behind that. Every horror movie villain does not have to be a fucking gay icon now, and you don't like. I don't know. There's just I don't see a connection with Pennywise being needed as a gay LGBT icon
0: or whatever. No, it's just it just seems it just seems forced. Like, yeah, it just seems it's. I'm over it. It's yeah. Done. Hashtag over it. Stop shipping Pennywise. As a gay icon and stop shipping him with a Babadook. Just stop it. Just go outside. Stop it. Go outside. (laughs) Jesus. Jesus Christ. That was my PSA. PSA on that shit. And I never want to think about it or hear about it ever goddamn again because I'm over it. I agree. I agree. Anyway, should we move on to our favorite thing?
1: (laughs) Sure. These are (laughs) a few of our favorite
0: things. So, Joe, what's your
1: favorite thing this week? Okay, so mine's a Netflix show. Ooh. Uh, me and the fella have been watching it. We actually have one episode left. It's called Atypical. Mm. Um, it is about um, a kid with autism and his family. And um, he's trying to, he really wants a girlfriend. And it's so, like, him with his therapist, um, and then it shows, like, how... It, it's impacting his family, but then they also have their own stories. It's really cool. It's um hold on, I forgot the actor's name. He's in it follows. Okay, let's see, Atypical Netflix. It is um, Kier Gilchrist. Kier okay. Gilchrist. I don't even remember his name. Someone. or how to say it. Yeah, but he's he's really good. I really like him. Um, and it's an interesting show. like you don't, I can't name any other show where the main character is autistic. Yeah. Um, And it's interesting because there was a kid in my high school growing up who had autism and he was a friend. He wasn't like a good friend, but it sort of like makes you look back on it and you're like, okay, cool. Like I can I understand a little better. It's it's eye opening, but it's not like a preachy teachy show. It's like a this is life with a high functioning autistic family member and also what. The world is like through this high functioning autistic kids, mind, like point of view, like yeah. trying to get a girlfriend, wanting these things that a lot of us, I guess, take for granted that we just, you know, it, it just comes to us. Yeah. So like, it's interesting. Nice. And it's funny. It's got humor and it's got drama and it's uh, it's really good. It's very well acted nice yeah yeah um and i just heard it's been renewed for a second season oh well yeah i think he's just announced it in the like the past couple days which i'm glad for because i'm interested to see how this first season wraps up there's a lot Mm. of drama going down right now Um, gotcha yeah definitely definitely worth a watch well, definitely. one thing
0: that I, I, I definitely saw this making the rounds I saw it when it, when it premiered on Netflix, I didn't like see it, but I, 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 it was there. Like I, I noticed that it was there and there were trailers for it and people were talking about it. Um, and another show that I've been like, uh, that reminds me of this in a bad way is this show that apparently is coming out on ABC called the good doctor, which is about a pediatric surgeon with autism. Um, and he's also a savant. And I'm just like, I don't really understand the appeal of this in the sense because it's like, oh, this person has autism, but like, they are like amazing. And it's like, they're this like, you know, gift from God or whatever. And what, what this, what atypical sounds like is it sounds like, okay, it's an, it's a person with autism, like going through day-to-day struggles. Like there's nothing, you know, like insanely, you know, quirky about them. It's just like they have autism and they're trying to live their life as normally as possible trying to have like, you know, human experiences like everyone else they aren't like a fucking surgeon um trying to do you know like crazy shit like this it just it just kind of irked me the wrong way um this like this the good doctor series that is coming out it's just like okay so it's kind of seemed like glorifying autism in a way or like just making autism seem like that, it's like a gift, or in some sort of sense. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but interesting. I haven't I, heard about the Good Doctor. I don't. So I, I, I can't
1: speak on it.
0: Or about I, it I've, I've just seen. I've just seen a couple trailers for it, and it just seems like it just seems very contrived or something. Interesting. Um, well, but, but atypical is something that I've had on my list to see cuz it it does look really really good.
1: It is really good. Like um the main characters in high school, he's got a sister and it's the mom and the dad and it's just sort of um it seems to happen at like the the main storyline happens with like a changing point in all their lives. Like mm. something is different for all of them. They're all connecting with each other in different ways. And it's it's interesting to see how they like uh, learn and like nice. deal with yeah new situations. It's good. It's really good. Maybe one of the best shows I've seen in a long time. And from what I see, it gets it's been getting really good reviews.
0: Well, hell yeah. Um, Make more t- shows and movies about minorities, please. I'm interested. Sure. Very good. Very good. How about well, you? I'll have to put it on my list of things to watch. Um Totes. So, for me, mine is a video game. Ooh. Like, surprise, surprise. And I've been playing it nonstop. I was playing it on the plane. I was playing it in the car. I'm kind of addicted. I'm just, it's one of those things where I'm just like, I need to, I'm, I started it and I'm just like on a fire until the end. I just need to play it all the way through. And it is Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle for the yes. switch um let me just say that like the art style and the way that the game looks is so fucking pretty like just it just it's it's just gorgeous it's a gorgeous game and i feel like that the that the um the controls work really well the gameplay style works really really well um the rabbits annoy me way less than i thought that they were because like basically the rabbits is like ubisoft's it's it's like minions but rabbits came first they were, like, the really annoying, like, sidekicks or whatever, and they're, like, quirky and, like, whatever. Um, so I thought that they... And because no one likes minions anymore that lives on the internet because you have good reason because they're super annoying. Everyone was like, oh, God, like, these rapids are going to make this game completely unbearable. No, it's not. Like, you play... Um, it's a turn-based strategy game, so it's like it's it's turn based, so it's it's different for the Mario universe. And you play as Mario and and his partners, and you also play as as these rabbits. They're like your team members and they all have different abilities and you're you know you have to hide behind objects and you have to, you know, you have to defeat all these enemies and stuff and and progress through the game. Um, and what's what's very interesting is there's like these the rabid versions of Mario and Luigi and and Yoshi and Peach. And so, but, and they're very different than the, uh, the actual humanoid versions of them. And, but they're all in these like cute costumes. They all have really fun abilities. And I just think it's really fucking fun. I think it's a really, really fun game. I feel like it's, it's very well produced and very well put together. And I feel like it's been getting really, really good reviews too. And that's kind of why I bought it because our friend Andrew Arcade was playing it on Twitch for a while and he was playing, like he was putting hours and hours into it and he really enjoyed it. So that kind of convinced me to, to, to punch the $60 button and give Nintendo my money. And I feel like it's been worth it. Um I never thought that I was a really big, like turn-based strategy game sort of person, but I feel like this is a this is a very well polished game and I really, really enjoy it. Um so I totally recommend it. And also, for once in a goddamn Mario game, you aren't rescuing Peach. Peach is on your fucking team and she like has a goddamn shotgun and kills enemies. Like she's really fucking useful. So it's like thank god I'm not having to rescue the princess for the nth time. She's actually useful and on my team and like hell yeah, girl power, bitch. But no Daisy. So maybe they could include that in DLC. Who knows.
1: Yeah. Uh, my question is about daisy mm-hmm. you know where mm-hmm. is
0: she where is she where, where is, is she right Why, now
1: I, can i slam my daisy amiibo onto my controller and it daisy probably just crashes
0: up? the game probably pro- <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like the uh instant what's it, the all the kill button the kill switch yeah exactly it, just, um,
0: it, it, it destroys all power it deletes your save file <laughs> and it breaks and the your nintendo switch <laughs> <laughs> Um, i'm excited to hear your to hear that review
1: because um i've watched some walkthroughs of it like parts bits and pieces of them Mm -hmm. the game looks really long like which is really good like there seems like there's lots of play and it seems like it was a good choice for nintendo to like trust someone else with mario for once yeah like it seems like they did him good and it seems natural Like from what I've seen, it looks it looks and seems natural. And the storyline looks really cute, too. Like at the beginning with um, the inventor
0: girl Mm -hmm. and Beepo looks cute. Um, yeah, it's it's one it's one of these games where I'm just like I'm not even I'm a little more than halfway through the game and I'm like damn like I hope they make a sequel to this, which is something ooh. that I don't think I I don't think I really feel very often, but there's lots of like you know, there's lots of weapon upgrades and skill upgrades so there's a lot of interaction and a lot of strategy between cuz like each round you can pick it you you always have Mario, but each round you you can pick um what other two characters you want to play in that round so there's a lot of strategy between like what two characters do you want Because they all have um, slightly different abilities and some are are long range and some are short range and some have a spray like a shotgun and some have a direct fire. And so depending on the enemies that you're facing, you pick different people. So it's not like that you that you get uh, characters and like one is like ultimately better than the other. There's there's different use cases for each character that joins your party within the game, which I feel like is very refreshing. There isn't just like a couple characters that are OP um, that you just like only use throughout the entire game. And then there's lots of, like I said before, lots of weapon upgrades and skill upgrades. So I feel like that it's refreshing in the sense where there's a lot of there's a lot of time involved in like figuring out how you want to upgrade each character. And like Mario's really good at this one thing. So you use him in this situation and rabid Luigi's really good in this situation. So you upgrade his stats in this direction. I just feel like there's a definitely a lot of hours of gameplay and it's very um, thought out and very, very, very. Um, I just I feel like that it's it's not shallow in any sense. I feel like a lot of people were thinking that it was going to be a really easy game and that it was going to be like that the story doesn't really matter and that it wasn't it wasn't going to have much fleshed out, but it's really fleshed out and it's not a very easy game. I've died multiple times and then i've had to like try again with different characters and trying to figure out my strategy which i really enjoy it's a challenging game um and i totally recommend it if you have the 60 bucks to burn i feel like it's a good game to to play for like hours and hours and hours i've probably put about 20 hours in and i'm not even halfway through
1: it sounds like a lot of fun would you say it would be like a good game to let's play because that's what I, I've
0: been thinking about. I think that it might, honestly. I mean, I it's it's definitely... It, it can be monotonous in the sense where you're always battling enemies. But I feel like that's the point of the game. Like right. You're always in different groups of enemies. So I feel like it, it totally would be fun to Let's Play. I might um, do it. I haven't
1: decided if I've wanted to, like, fill in the time between now and Mario Odyssey with, like, Rabbids or... Mm-hmm. I don't know yet. Because uh uh Resident Evil revelations one and two is also coming to switch later oh, that's on. right are you gonna play those on your let's play channel i think so but the thing about like playing it on the switch is i can't use cheats mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So you actually have to play the game normally have mm. to play the game
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> which is uh,
0: uh, which can be a struggle i understand which can
1: be a struggle but yes. i i
0: think i might get rabbits
1: just for like a nice fun casual game even if it's to like stream or
0: play on my own you know it sounds like a lot of fun yeah i feel like if it doesn't work for a streaming game i feel like you'd really enjoy it just playing it yeah yeah definitely well nice well good favorite things good Uh,
1: favorite things good favorite things um and now we've got an email and we've got a voice memo so which one do you want to do first let's do the voice memo okay um i believe this is from kathleen in canada Okay, we'll play that now.
2: Hi, Sam and Joe. This is Kathleen again from Vancouver, B.C., up in Canada. I uh, just want to say, first of all, thank you for answering my question that one time about the Duke. It was really funny to hear your answers. Anyways, uh, Joe, you mentioned that you're moving. So it kind of prompted me to ask this question this week, which is, Um, When you moved out of your parents' house for the first time, did you guys ever feel weirdly guilty or sad um, about moving? Because I'm 23 years old and my ass is finally moving out of my parents' house, but I can't help but feel guilty that I'm leaving my parents or just sad that... You know, maybe my parents think I don't like living here, which is, of course, not true. Um, But yeah, did you ever feel this way when when you were moving out of your parents' place for the first time? And if so, um, what are some things to remind yourself of or some things that you can tell me to help me not feel so anxious about it? Um, And also, if you have any packing tips or moving tips or just you know tips for living on your own in general that'd be much appreciated and yeah so good luck joe with the move i hope you have tons of fun with the fella um keep up the great work with the podcast love you guys so much bye
1: Thank you, Kathleen. Good, timely question. Um, Very timely. Very timely. So basically, Kathleen wants to know if we ever felt guilty the first time we moved out. um, Mm -hmm. And maybe some tips for that. Also, congratulations on moving out, Kathleen. That's really exciting. Yeah. And then uh, packing tips. Mm. So, um, yeah, I would say. So the first time I moved out, I probably I don't think I felt like super guilty. I was very sad when Mm. I. Uh, first moved to Philadelphia. But the next time I moved out, like um, when I came to Chicago, I did feel really guilty because I was like, I feel like my parents need me. My dad would totally be happy if I never moved out of the house. Like he would be fine if me and my sister lived at home forever. He, He loves us. He wants us there. And then the summer, that summer before I moved out, my mom fell Mm, that's and, right. so, and I was the one who like was there with her when she fell. And so if I hadn't been there, no one would have woken up dad or caught an, called an ambulance or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so like that stressed me out. I was like, I want my parents to be OK. Like, do they need me? But like overall, I know that they want me to be happy. And they raised me to go out and discover new things and try new things and like. They want me to move in the sense yeah. that they want me to be happy because it's what I need.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And like I feel, I think it's natural to move out, and it's natural to feel guilty about moving out too. Yeah, like totally. that just means that you have a good relationship with your parents, which is good. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I think it's. I definitely felt the guilt, but I think overall. If you have that relationship with your parents where you feel guilty, they want you to be happy. Like exactly. It's, yeah. They want you to spread your wings and do your own thing.
0: Mm-hmm. What about That's you? Did you feel uh, guilty when you moved out? So let's see. I moved out like right after high school. Um, what's, what's interesting about my situation is that a lot of people, we have two big universities in Montana. One is the university of Montana in Missoula, which is where I live now. And the other is the Montana state university, which is in Bozeman. Um, And those are like the two big public colleges that a lot of people who grow up in Montana usually go to um, because A, you're in-state, it's cheap. And B, they have some really good programs there. Um, In my situation, I got accepted to Berklee College of Music all the way in Boston, which is like fucking 3000 miles away. Um, And so I like with the situation with me, it was like right after high school, I was like 18. My parents and I like jumped on a plane. It went to this apartment that I'd never seen before. That I like, you know, put a deposit in and just fucking moved me into this random city. So it was very stressful, and I felt really guilty about it because, um, like my sister had stayed in state, and she was like going to a university that was way cheaper. Um, that and she got a little financial help from my parents, and I got a lot of financial help from my parents too. Luckily, I'm very privileged. Um, but I think it was a for me, it was a situation where I. I was like half half guilty. Guilty in the sense where I I knew that I was going to be away from my parents for a long time and th- I was going to this like really fancy school and i wanted to do really really well um and uh, i wasn't going to be around my parents anymore um and and they were sad like they were legitimately upset when i left like my my parents told me later on in life that like when they dropped me off and they were like taking the train back to the airport they both started crying and i was just like oh my god like i can't even imagine that but like they're like leaving their 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 youngest child in like a fucking unknown city and hoping that everything goes all right like that's a crazy decision to make um but i definitely felt guilty because i i like you said i have a very strong relationship with my parents and i i definitely um definitely wanted to leave in the sense where i knew that i had to go and i was like sick of living in montana i wanted to like live in an actual city for a while and i had this opportunity so i took it um but also, I knew that I was gonna—I wasn't gone forever. I think that's the part of me that kind of helped with the guilt is that I would be able to come home for like Christmas and hang out for like a month during my Christmas break and stuff. Um, but I think what helped me in my specific situation is I knew that I wasn't the only one. Um, I, I I knew that I, I was the one that was far away and my sister was only like a couple hours away from my parents. So I guess that kind of helped me in the sense where I knew that they had another sibling that they could go to and they could hang out with, um, since I was like, so, so, so far away. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely felt guilty, but I feel like I, I, like Joe was saying, you're going to feel guilty if you have that really strong relationship with your parents. And I feel like it's just a, it's a, it's like a, it's, it's a rite of passage to move out, especially in like the American world. Like, I feel like we move out so quickly after high school. Like, I feel like it's, it's not a normal situation. Um, when we move out when we're like 18 or super young, but even regardless of your age, I feel like you're gonna feel guilty if you're close to your parents, and I feel like it's it you're gonna to have to embrace that with uh, it just kind of think of it as a as a bittersweet moment, I guess, and that you're never gone forever. You can always visit, right? I, I guess. guess that's my answer. I guess unless you never want to visit, it's you like, hate your parents. That's true, unless
1: you then you probably don't want to, and you you don't feel guilty, right? Exactly. But yeah, I think the guilt is a good indicator that you have a good relationship with your parents. So. Yeah. That
0: probably means I want you to be happy. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. At the end of the day, this is a, it's a shitty thing. I kind of felt, but I, every time I felt guilty, I was like, "Well, you know what? My parents conceived me, and this is what was down the line. They should have been thinking about this." Yes. <laughs> so you blame them, sure. So I blame them, sure. Mm-hmm. I course. just I just shifted the blame. The great that's that's my advice uh-huh. great. Mm-hmm. Shift the blame, blame your parents, hate them forever, never talk to them again. Oh, no. Well, as far as uh, packing tips. I there mean, Joe and I know a lot about packing, if you know what I mean. Fudge packing. Fudge packing. That's what we're alluding to. Um, I start packing like four months before I move. Joe's insane. This is not normal, <laughs> everyone. I'm just like telling you now that like this isn't like good advice. Like Joe literally started packing for DC as soon as he knew that he was moving. He was like, yeah. oh, you gotta pack up. It's like you move in like half a year, bitch.
1: I love packing. I love cleaning out closets i love like throwing old things away or donating decluttering them away. i love decluttering i declutter maybe two to three times a year even if i'm not moving mm-hmm. to the point where like i barely have any possessions like i, I like that feeling i like feeling light in possessions right. um yeah but it it does help though that it makes the moving day a lot better like totally you're like probably start yeah. a little too early but like getting it done getting a lot of things done ahead of time and like I'm planning out um like this is the times this is the dates I need to get rid of the furniture mm-hmm. and like these are the dates I need to think about renting the van and stuff like that so it's yeah. nice to have a schedule it'll make the actual moving day a lot better cuz you'll be dealing with just your moving emotions instead of like your stress emotions of shit I didn't pack in time I got to throw everything in a box
0: in this situation it's way better to be over prepared than under prepared
1: yeah i would agree I would mm-hmm. definitely agree. Um and I guess I don't know, packing really makes you think of what you need in life. Yeah, definitely. Like all I really need is like my computer and clothes. Right. Like and so I left a whole bunch of stuff at my parents house this time I moved just like, you know, like old childhood toys and shit you don't need with you. Right. Books that I probably haven't read in years. And now, like when I go home, I'm like, oh, I should donate this stuff because I haven't had it for a year and I don't miss it. Exactly. Yeah, that's, so, a, that's a
0: good, a good tell is yeah. like shit that you come home to and you're like, oh, like I forgot this even existed. I obviously didn't miss it. So that's a right. good tell to be like, OK, I don't really need this in my life. I don't really need it doesn't really need to be taking space up wherever it is. For sure. For sure.
1: Do You have any packing tips, Sam? Um, I am Douche beforehand
0: douche beforehand a couple Uh times um i don't i don't know i'm i i feel like when i when i moved to boston when i first moved um i left a bunch of stuff at my parents house because like bitch i could only carry so many things on the plane like and i didn't ship things to boston so i was like super minimalist when Mm -hmm. i was living in boston just because of like the practicality of it. Um, like my parents bought me a bed from Ikea. <laughs> like, like that's how that situation kind of worked out. But when I ended up moving back to Montana and I was only two hours away by car, I ended up inheriting a lot of my old shit. From like my childhood, because my parents were like, "Okay, you live close by. It's not expensive to give you all this shit. We don't have to ship it three thousand miles away (laughs) anymore. So this shit is yours. You have to deal with this now. We're turning your extra, your 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 old bedroom into an extra bedroom. Bye." Um, And so I have all my shit and I've just kind of been drowning in it the past three years. I really, really, really need to get rid of like half of the shit that I own, like old like textbooks and old clothes that don't fit. I mean, I do that like I, I go through my clothes more than anything, but I have like Like, I'm looking at my closet right now and staring back at me are two of the original Sims expansion packs. Like, why do I have these? I don't need these. Like, I don't need the Sims vacation and the Sims unleashed. Like, why are these taking up space in my closet? So I am the worst person to ask when it comes to packing and decluttering. Because, bitch, I can barely even get my shit done, let alone give advice to someone else. Joe is like the queen of decluttering and packing and like getting shit done. Honey, if you pay me,
1: I will come to your house and pack for you. And you will I will throw half of your stuff away, though. So you got to watch out for but, that. But but that's the thing. Uh, half my shit, probably more than half my shit needs to be thrown out. I would. I want to be like a professional, like closet. You know, they have those closet cleaners. Mm hmm. I want to be one of those people who like you goes and your, your closet furbies with you. Yeah. And, you and I like, need a TLC show. We need like a closet reality show check show Mm -hmm, and it could even have a clever like gay name like you know coming out of the closet or which is a bird song and i don't know you know oh my god someone someone pitched that to the to the tv executives sure sure self-working i I like convincing people that they're not gonna miss something
0: well the thing is i don't feel like they need i mean in my opinion some people do like
1: hoarders yeah hoarders yeah that's a that's a totally where it's like okay honey i'm stepping up to the plate here and you're not taking this Place, if I had a
0: if, if I had a servant to like pick out everything and like show something to me and have like a keep pile or a throwaway pile, but I didn't but I didn't have to work. I just sat in my chair and just like directed them what to do. I would throw probably 70% of my shit out. Yeah, like, for sure. Because I, I, I feel like I'm definitely like you in the sense where I feel way lighter being minimal. Like I all I need is my computer and my keyboard and my phone and some clothes. And like, that's all I really need. Like, I don't know. I don't really have much sentimental attachment to a lot of physical goods, let alone the stuff that I don't have any sentimental attachment to. That's like literally could just go to Goodwill. Like, and I don't know the stuff that you do have sentimental attachments to. I've read about this, like
1: a toy from your mm-hmm. childhood where you're like, shit, like I have a lot of memories attached to this. Take pictures of it. Keep an oh, album yeah. of pictures for that toy, but give it away because you're not really good it. idea. Like, and you'll always have the pictures of it. And it's easier to pick up a picture and say, oh, I remember this. It was a lot of fun. Then having to like... Enjoy
0: the 10 seconds of reminiscing
1: and then you're over it. Right. Because you don't want to carry that around with you your entire life. And someone else
0: can have their own memories with it if you donate it or something. Exactly. Yeah. And give someone else, you know, it's not it's not getting used when it's just gathering dust in your closet. Like give it to right, some kid. Right. You keep the memory. You don't keep the item. Very true. That's a good way of putting
1: so, it. Um yeah. Well good question. Good, good question. Tips. Oh my God. Uh, um so I'm gonna propose we save this next one for next week. We're always over time. We just like talk way too much, it's crazy. It's true. I gotta I gotta shower in a little bit so I can get on a plane. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um um, but yeah uh, we do need more questions please Always, jesus please, please god jesus send us questions we let you know how in the
0: outro we need them about anything booty holes literally anything we're like liter- there isn't even a, a the bottom of the barrel to scrape anymore mm-hmm. like there's just nothing please mm-hmm. please anything. let us hear your voice let us let give us your letters in a goddamn text message we'll take anything for sure also
1: mm-hmm. um uh, next week we will have a bonus episode for the patrons we do that every mm-hmm. other week thank you guys so much um but we'll be back next week with a regular episode yep that sounds good bye guys bye guys thanks for listening to the show subscribe to us on itunes or via soundcloud at the show samandjoe.com
0: You can also support and help keep this podcast going by checking out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash the show Sam and Joe. Patrons also gain access to
1: exclusive content like bonus audio clips, music downloads, handwritten letters from Sam and me, or the opportunity to get interviewed in an episode of the show.
0: We also have merch available. If you want a cup of fresh air mug, how to train your brain shirt, and more, visit our Spreadshirt at spreadshirt.com slash the show sam and joe also you can text us or call us and leave us a voicemail with your questions or comments or hit us up on our facebook page facebook.com slash the
1: show sam and joe and if we like what we hear we may play your message in a future show that number is 516 500 show or 516 500
0: 7469 we also want to give a big personal thanks to the podcast patrons who have donated five dollars or more Thank you to Alex P, Alexander B, Allison B, Austin B, Ben B, David M, Devin D, Dylan M, Eric H, Feliciano D, Henris B, Jack C, Jazza, Jonathan S, Joshua L, Julian S, Justin, Kevin V, Kylon C, Martin M. Nick I, Pablo F, Rebecca D, Zachary H, Vincent L and Zacky. As usual, thanks to all our listeners and we'll see you next week on
2: the, the show. show.